Hey, 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 what is going on, Cube fam? Hope everyone's doing well. This is your boy, Bez. I am delighted to have you guys with me here today. We're going to be talking about another important topic here that needs to be discussed. In fact, I should have done this episode a while ago, and it is about risk management. Guys, I can't stress it enough. It is killing me to my core. Day in, day out, I see it somewhere or another through the grapevine, through the subscription, through Instagram, through friendships, through family members, through newspapers, through different media outlets, stock twits, everywhere, you name it, I'm seeing it and it's killing me. I really believe most people, especially the younger investors today, are taking on way too much risk and they don't even know it. I believe you all, for the most part, are much more risk averse than you actually know you are. I believe you think you could take on a lot more risk than initially planned. And you don't really realize this until you inherit certain losses. And then you're like, damn, this stings a lot more than I thought it would. You see, risk management is not just taking a position that might be larger than you expect. It's also how you handle those losses. Because a lot of times you you take that risk, but you say, well, it's not going to go down to that level. No way. No way. So it's not that big of a deal anyway. It's not that much risk. If it, It's not going to go that far down. You know, but, but when it does, you realize, okay, okay, I bought a little too much here. What the hell was I thinking? I see this especially on options plays. I, I know several people that have lost well, well into the five digits, okay, on options. One of which lost 80 grand. It wasn't even his money. I might have mentioned that on another podcast. His parents gave him $80,000 to work with. And he blew all of it. Literally every penny playing options on earnings calls. I posted that one guy on my Instagram feed from, from a Reddit channel. Lost 50 grand or whatever the hell it was. I think it was 50 grand on, a, on an Apple put option heading into earnings. Guys, this is not gambling. And if you are, then to go down to Vegas, go down to AC, go somewhere. This is not the place. I think it's Buffett who says it. If you're having fun investing, your chances are you're down money. All right. If if many of you know, I am a huge proponent of long-term investing, a decently diversified portfolio. I, I it's not just a bunch of uh, ETFs and mutual funds, but a core stays in you know S and P five hundred linked ETFs, and then I actively manage the rest. But it is spread out amongst twenty to thirty at any given time securities, and no matter how sold I am on one investment. And how confident I am, I can't make it 25, 30% of your portfolio. It's just too much. It's too much. It, it's something I notice a lot. You buy, you go too in deep on one option, you go too in deep on one stock, you go too in deep on something, and it doesn't pan out. And then after the fact, you realize that you didn't properly manage your risk, your exposure. It's only after the fact that you do because it wound up going down to a certain level you thought could never happen. I need you guys to start looking at what happens 
like do do simulation analysis. Okay, I'm buying this stock at 20 bucks. How will my portfolio handle this if it does go down to 10? How will it handle it if it goes up to 30? How will it handle it if it goes down to 7? Can I take those losses? Can it go down to those levels? Listen, there's only one real bottom in a stock, and that's zero. Let me tell you that right now. You're like, oh, you know, there's... Yes, there's support levels you can analyze and everything, but there's only one factual bottom, and that is zero. And I want you all to know that, and I think it it should resonate extremely well because for some odd reason, a lot of the people I talk to through the Instagram account uh, that gives me exposure to thousands of you guys at my fingertips are so heavily interested in like biotech stocks that are all FDA, maybe stage one. Okay. No revenues for the foreseeable future. And then you get blasted on secondary offerings and failed uh, tests that postpone their breakthrough drug that is going to be this huge hit in 20 years. It just kills me because that's fine. If you want to own some of those stocks in hopes that the next one becomes the next Gilead or the next Biogen, uh, you know, the next Regeneron, that's fine. But where it gets to be a real problem is when it makes up 85% of your portfolio. I, I, I can't understand the logic in this. I need you guys to stop doing this. You're killing yourselves. And I know some of you that are listening to this episode right now are thinking about a name that's in your head right now that you've probably done it on. Hell, I've done it too way back in my day. I have. I had to learn the hard way. Please, listen to me now so you don't have to learn this way. And and, and this comes to the point also that I've made in previous episodes where I was talking about how when you don't have a lot of money, you think it's pointless to spread it, all right? Obviously, don't, if you're investing with 100 bucks, there's no reason to spread 100 bucks amongst 20 stocks. I, I, I get that, guys. I'm not going to act like, oh, diversify everything. You're investing with 200 bucks? Oh, you know, put, you know, 10 bucks across 20 different names. Nah, nah, don't even waste your time. Honestly, look, 200 bucks is nice to to say, oh, I got it in the markets. It's nice. That money might be better off invested in yourself if that's all the money you have. But look, everyone's got to get their feet wet somewhere. You invest 200 bucks, find yourself a, a neat company. But if that $200 means a lot to you, okay, how about we go and start off with a blue chip or an ETF that you can keep just putting money into, you know? Don't take that hard-earned 200 bucks if that's all you have and throw it into some no-name company, uh, nano-cap, micro-cap, over-the-counter stock in hopes that you can make two grand on it. Because more often than not, here you are, you got 40 bucks left. And then the stove, it gets even worse, you, you, you double down on garbage. Now you're throwing good money after bad. And, and, and this comes back to the core principle of this podcast and that is risk management go in with a plan understand this do the simulation analysis how am i looking if it goes down to here how am i feeling it goes if it goes up to there do i take losses at this level do i take profits at this level map it out in your brain 
If things change along the way, make the edits. But you gotta get more analytical. You gotta get uh, more procedural when it comes to this kind of stuff, guys. And, and yes, I'm saying this to the, two, the guy with 200 bucks in his account. I'm saying it to you too. Maybe if that if that $200 is not a drop in the bucket for you, then yeah, maybe you should go ahead and, and, and start looking at some safer names. So this way you don't blow it. I, I know things can happen. You can have a 2008 and there goes half your money in, in, in three months. I, I get that can happen. It's it's rare. You know, it's only happened a couple times in the last couple decades. But it sure as hell beats trying to make 10x your money on, on some on some no-name company that you personally probably never even thought about that you probably haven't even done any research on that has drugs in the pipeline that you don't even know how to pronounce I'm not trying to beat up investors that that invest in these kinds of companies. But a lot of people lost a lot of money in weed stocks, the over-the-counter weed stocks that just never took off and st are still like three and a half pennies, okay? I, I completely understand that. Uh, many people, hey, listen, we don't even got to go like that. Many people invested in, in multi-billion dollar companies in in April, okay, in, in, the weed, in the weed space, like your Tilray's and your auroras and your hexos and all that stuff and now you're looking at your portfolio it's down 80 percent because that's all you bought you went all in on one stock on one industry with hard-earned money that you now are looking at how much you're down you're like i actually couldn't afford to lose that kind of money and now you learn now you learned your lesson or at least i hope you did and you'll go about it differently so there's two mistakes people generally make the first one is they don't diversify from the get-go. The second is they never learn the lesson and just keep chucking money into the same thing. And then they realize, all right, now I'm in my, I'm in quite the hole. And then you take on more risk in hopes for more return to get yourself out of the hole that you originally, you know, dug yourself in. What do they say? When you're, when you first dig yourself in a hole, what's the first thing you, you should do? Quit shoveling. Quit shoveling, Okay. This is important, guys, so keep this in mind. Risk management, whether you're investing with a million bucks, whether you're investing with a hundred bucks, it's good to learn these core principles early on because if you're a younger investor, and I know that's my demographic and I really want to make this um, really dedicated and specific to you who's listening, learn those principles at a young age. Treat that money like it's... Well, treat that money like it's your freaking hard-earned money, man. You guys... Bust your ass to make that money. Don't just throw it down the drain. And I, like I said, I know it can go up. I know it can. I, I, the, the flip side to all this is you just keep letting it run and you get greedy. And that's not risk management either. For example, you could have a diversified portfolio and one of your holdings just takes off. And now it makes up a decent size of, of your portfolio now. What well, once was a 10% weight or an 8% weight, it's now a 17, 18, 20% weight. Now what do you do? That's the other side. It goes both ways. Keep this in mind, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found value in it. And listen, learn from my previous mistakes. If you've made this mistake, let's go ahead and correct it. It's not too late, but just don't keep, you know, learn from it. Don't keep making the same mistake over and over again. Otherwise, it's borderline insanity. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks.